All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, Gabe Landeskog is wearing skates. But pump the brakes a little bit, just a little bit on that. We'll discuss that. It is December, so we will get into the Avalanche December schedule. And if you like Avalanche hockey and hockey and who's getting who, uh, we all do. Lots of games to be played for the Avalanche in the month of December. And we'll preview tonight's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming right at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we also have some Instagram questions to get to today as well. So uh, even though it's an off day, it's a pretty busy episode here of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche. On Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, I hate to start <clears throat> with bad news, but it seems like there's uh, you know emails going around for people who subscribe to uh, Ivaca or I think it's Ivaca or Evoca TV. I think it's Ivaca TV um, as a way, as a means for a lot of Avalanche fans to get the avalanche games through altitude and we all know this ongoing feud between altitude and comcast which just seems like at this point there's no end they had that uh get together in front of a judge and it seemed they, he was basically like settle your dispute and it seemed like it was going in the right direction and it's just been crickets since then uh ivaca was always was like the first way if you unless you wanted to go to satellite which is still an option obviously uh, but it was a, a, one of, a nice streaming way to get into altitude and, and watch Avalanche games and Nuggets games. Yeah. Um, emails are going around that if they don't get funding by the end, more funding by the end of the year, that they are going to have to shut down. So it's just kind of uh, sad for some Avalanche fans who use that. Um, now they're just going to have to find another way. There are ways out there to go watch the Avalanche, not through Comcast. Um, and you just feel bad for those who went the Ivaca route. They're going to have to, you know, just go another route this time. So it's sad that they're going to have to do that. And it's sad that a company might be shutting down. You yep. hate to see that as well. But they basically said just in this economy with prices, supply chain stuff. Um, yeah, if they don't get more funding. And I'm sorry, but if you're putting that out there, it's going to be tough to get funding. You're telling people we're struggling. You need to help yeah. us. Maybe there's a lifeline somewhere, but uh, you just hate to see it. So. I think Fubo TV is also an additional option. That's a um, new one, yeah. So, but, but that, might... that's that's expensive. Like Fubo yeah. TV is a little bit more expensive. Ivaca was I don't know, 20, 25 bucks or something yeah. a month, <clears throat> where Fubo is uh, 70, I think. I mean, you get a ton more channels with Fubo. And it, there's some cool features to it, but the price range is just night and day. And same thing with satellite. This was yep. a nice budget-friendly way to get Avalanche games. Um, and it's likely gone. So, uh, but they told you you can keep your equipment. <laughs> it's useless if they shut down, but you can at least keep the equipment, I guess, uh, 
and put it in your your uh, Hall of Fame or you know <laughs> next next to the Nintendo yeah. uh, that you don't use anymore. That next to your Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody's out there and is uh, an Evoca subscriber. Uh, let us know what you feel about that because I, I I don't I don't subscribe to it, but I just think it's sad that yeah. Once again, the Avalanche fan loses in this whole debacle. It's crazy. Yeah, so. you you wouldn't think this would be such a big issue, but it just it's the tale as old as time. I can't believe it's still going on between yeah. those. Two. I cannot believe it's still going on. Um, <clears throat> but if you do find a way to watch Avalanche games. Uh, you know, in the near future here, if you're following us on Twitter, we have our countdown going for when Gabe Landis got. I think that's down to about 42-ish days. Um, and he was out there skating in, uh, in in practice today. I think even before practice. He was the only one out there. Um, this has people going crazy on, on social media. And uh, I just want people to if you go watch the video who who put it um so yeah i want one of one of daters writers put it up yeah and i want to give him credit for it for putting it up but uh he, he's for uh colorado hockey now um where is okay it was uh brennan brennan uh vote and he had a like a 15 second clip of gabe skating around very very gingerly you know he is not no he's not cutting he is not stopping he is he's he's more or less gliding yeah. and there's one point where he just he picks a puck up near uh the goal and it's almost like he trips a little bit i j- just go watch just very very brief and very delicate but he he's not anyway like, i don't want to say anywhere near he's about 42 ish days away from coming back yeah he and he's skating. Oh, it was it's bittersweet. You get to see Landy out there skating, but unless you're fast forwarding it to like Benny Hill speed, um, it's it's going <laughs> it's to depress slow. you. And if you're going to watch it at, at regular speed, just play the end credits of the Incredible Hulk TV show yeah. where the Hulk is walking away. <laughs> just I'm looking back, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be a while. It's nice to see him. Yes, it's great. Um, but it's it's gonna be a minute, and it just kind of reminds you of the the timetable that we're looking at before we right. he arrives yeah it, it it's you know he's still uh, i would think a solid month away maybe he does come back maybe like a week or so earlier but um just by by reading kind of like posts and stuff like that there's some people that are like you get the impression that they feel like he's coming back next week you know, like you just you you can watch that video and know He's at the very beginning stages. If that doesn't show you that he is, uh, just pump the brakes just a touch because it's good. It's it's progress that you have to get on skates at some point yeah. and get out there. But I, I responded to, to uh, Brennan who posted that to, to me. Um, and, I, and my response was great, but my daughter skates faster than what he's yeah. doing right now. So, and it is latest gog. Like, it was the day before he went under the knife. He was visiting kids in the hospital, and you didn't think it was that bad. And we saw him walking around during the cup celebration, and we thought everything was okay. That it turned out not to be. Watch this be one of those situations where it doesn't look like it's okay, and then here we are, puck drop in Buffalo. Here comes old ninety two. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, um, you know, maybe in a month. We'll know more 
uh, you know, so and and the month that is ahead of us, let's dive into that. The the yep. December schedule for the Colorado Avalanche. And maybe by the end of this, maybe if he gets a week or two weeks ahead of the game, do we see Gabe Landeskog towards the end of this month? Uh, there's always an outside shot for that. Um, but I'm sticking to the, you know, the, the 12 weeks that they said, which, you know, on our countdown is 40, now 41 days. So just over a month. Okay. We can live with that. But the December schedule for the Colorado Avalanche is polar opposite from November. A lot of games every other day. Well, there's one three game stretch, which is the Christmas break, Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And the day after they have off everything else, every other day, the boys are playing. So uh, get ready. Cause this is going to be a marathon month. Anything that sticks out to you here. You mentioned it's a marathon month. It's, bookended month it's every other day but your meets at the beginning beginning of december and then you have toronto at the end everything else in the middle like we were just talking about landeskog there's no need to rush him back at any point in this schedule mm, well no well I'm, I'm looking it over i mean you're you're right you're not rushing him back based on a matchup. Yes. You're not doing that because you're, you're going to want to play him when he's healthy. That's more important than what the matchup is. <clears throat> um, but the, the, you know, the thing that jumps out at you, if you're just looking at their website schedule, uh, away games are in gray home games are in Burgundy. It's a lot of Burgundy on this schedule. A lot of Burgundy. So you have four, six away games compared to nine home games. Um, you have a five-game home stretch right in the middle of the month. Uh, but the thing, the other thing that also jumps out at me, a lot of East Coast teams you're playing. You're, you know, you're yep. starting the month, obviously, tonight in Buffalo. <clears throat> you're continuing it in Boston and then Philly, right? And then you go home, and the first two teams that you're playing when you come home are Boston and the Rangers. Uh, you play Philadelphia again at home. You play Buffalo again at home. You're playing the Islanders at home. You're playing Montreal at home. You're getting a lot of East Coast teams on the road and at home. So uh, how last month you had a good amount of division games. Mm -hmm. This month you have, you got one against the Blues. You got two against the Predators and one against Arizona. And that's it for division games. So might be tough to make up ground in, in this month. Uh, you're going to have to rely on the teams above you to really play like crap and maybe catch up to them that way. And the way that <clears throat> this starts out with two games against Boston and then you have the Rangers and then you have Toronto, it's, it's hard. Like You're not making up ground, but it's also hard to stay afloat with like Boston and the Rangers, especially coming off that Winnipeg game. You want to see how the Avs rebound against Buffalo tonight. Mm. But Boston's a scary opponent. The Rangers are kind of wobbly right now. Toronto is finding their footing. Mitch Marner, I mean, he's on fire right now. So mm. you want to see how we can handle those teams. But again, you're not, you're not getting your sweeping points that you would in a division matchup. 
and you're not going to be really lobbying for that much ground when in the Nashville games. Right. I mean, you're ahead of them right now. So, but you know, if, if nothing else with all these East coast teams, at least you kind of, you know, you see where you stand against them, especially a team like Boston, who's just running over everybody, but it's December. So when, you know, you meet up with them again, it's four or five months down the road. Like what, what happened in December really doesn't hold any weight. Um, if you were to meet them when you want to meet them in a, a Stanley cup final, but you can always, you know, take something from, from these games. It's not that they don't mean anything clearly that they, they do. Uh, but there's a little bit of everything as terms of where these teams stand in, in, in their divisions. Like you have Buffalo who's struggling. We'll talk about them. Um, in the last segment, but obviously Boston. Yeah, Rangers are just night and day right now. St. Louis seems to be picking things up. Montreal's not horrible. And the Avs don't do good against Canadian teams right now. No, and, and but, the, you know, Montreal's not like this bottom-feeding team that I thought they would be. The Islanders are playing well. Uh, like you said, Toronto seems to be getting there. So it's a good mixture of solid teams that you're playing against um, and maybe not so solid. So, and on top of it, you're just playing games like this. It's just, yeah, you get a day off and you're right back at it. So if you have games like you did against Winnipeg, you don't have time to dwell on it, which is a good thing because yep. you can get right back out there. You don't want to dwell on that. You don't want to be in your head with it. <clears throat> you can get right back out on the ice, put it behind you, which is exactly what the Avs need to do tonight against Buffalo. And with this every other night, um, schedule being at home so much is going to help if we have to constantly use the Colorado Eagles it's going to be nice to have Loveland right there and mm -hmm. just kind of call up call down and use it while we're there because like we mentioned it's going to be a while before Landis God comes back we could start adding in like Nuke and Bo as mm. as it goes Hopefully. But, but this is this is going to be a a really big tell-all month for the integrity of this Avalanche team, the middle section of the team, the bottom six, defensive pairings. It's going to be a wild ride. Yes. Yes, it'll be. And don't forget, if we keep comparing this season to last season, you know, last season November was light like this year was. December was busy like this year was. January is when they took off. Yep. So is that on deck again? Maybe with all these guys coming back, it's it's ripe for a repeat of last January. That remains to be seen. So we got to get through December 1st. Uh, but right now we're going to get through betonline.net and then we'll get to some Instagram questions that we got. So betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football yes our denver broncos to basketball to soccer and that glorious world cup that's going on right now that i love so much uh to esports and of course our beloved national hockey league we've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can find those as well at betonline we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's betonline.net. That is where the game starts. 
All right, Instagram questions. We'll put these up every once in a while. So uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, Lockdown Avalanche, you can follow us over there. And then we put it up in the stories. <clears throat> Ask away. So we got a few of them here today. So um, <clears throat> where do we want to start? This is from uh, Ty Moreland, who says, if you could have one injured player back for this away series, who would you have? I think we should exclude Gabe Landeskog from this yeah. for a couple of reasons, because I feel like that's what everybody would say. And because we know we we've, we've known since, you know, the season started that he was going to be out for this amount of time. So let's kind of narrow it down to the players that have gotten hurt during the season and are out right now, obviously who's the one guy that you would want back more than any other. Weirdly enough, I know the easy answer would be Nachushkin. I want to see Erod back, especially against Buffalo tonight. Mm. How poetic would that be? Yeah, I don't know how much he's uh I don't think he has like any animosity towards Buffalo, but it's a former team. So it's a sure. former team. I mean Erod against Buffalo and Jost against Colorado. I mean that's nice, but Erod was starting to catch fire when it was. he and I wanted to see him come back and util- like get back in the swing of things and what better way gets your former team. Yeah, I don't think that that's not a bad answer. And, and you know, I think if you're not for excluding Landis Gog, I think people will say, well, the next best player is Val Nachuskin. Sure. And I, I think that would definitely be an answer because um, the Avs need a guy like him. <laughs> they need his size. They need his his ability at, at the front of the net. They need his forechecking. Um, so aside from him, um, I, I think this team is seeing – how much they miss someone like Bo Byram. Yeah. Yeah. They really spent on the defensive end on the second unit power play when they were running those three D men on the, on the second unit power play, which seemed to be working pretty well, just, you know, putting, pairing him uh, with, with Manson. I think they had him with, yep. with Manson. They were moving guys around, but I liked him with Josh Manson. So I think, you know, he he pe- people were starting to see, and I think the Avalanche were starting to to notice um, what he was starting to bring to this team. And I am yeah, I'm, I'm a big McDonald fan, but it's it's night and day between Byram and, and Josh McDonald. And another player that was starting to catch fire when he got hurt. He was. So I, I would say Byron for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is from Silva Farm and Fab. Gotta love that name. Uh, what is the worst arena to visit as an away fan in hockey? He says Vegas and San Jose have been rough during losses. Um, it's tough for me. I haven't been to every single arena, obviously. Yeah. But I've heard San Jose is rough. I have heard hmm. that. Um, and I have heard Vegas is rough for different reasons. Not that Vegas is, you know, I'm not getting fight. I mean, you might get fights wherever you go. Um, but I heard Vegas fans are are relentless towards uh, other, you know, incoming fans. Um, so I think he's right with those two. Just going off the history of sports. Philadelphia is a very difficult place to go to fan wise. Uh, they, they tend to hound people. Um, Buffalo is 
when mm. they show up to hockey games, yeah. <laughs> which they haven't been lately. Um, and and I will know this pretty soon because I'm actually going out to Boston in March. I've never been to a game, uh, a Bruins game in Boston, but I will have first-hand experience because I've heard that there is very difficult as well. I would have said easily number one being St. Louis just because of the the weird rivalry that we have going on right now. Mm. And thanks to morons last night or the night before, um, I don't guess we're going to be able to go back to Winnipeg for a while. So come on, people. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, you know, the fact that you're an Avalanche fan just makes it all worse. It, it, even if this was not even, you know, some other, t- if this was the Kraken and the, the Kings, yep. you don't want to see that stuff. Nope. People, this is sports. This is supposed to be enjoyment, entertainment. Why we're, we're you know, knocking guys' skulls in, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around that. So, yeah. uh, but I do want to say, because, you know, we're talking about the worst, I want to say again, the people of Carolina were wonderful when I went there uh, a couple weeks ago. Same for Jersey. Jersey, nice people. Yeah, Jersey was pretty good. Even, you know, I've been to a lot of games at MSG. Um, They're fine. You get that one idiot who knocked the the Lightning fan out in the playoffs last year. Like like I said, you're going to have that in in arenas. But overall, MSG is a fine place to go to. So, um, Jake, Jake Jackman says, I'll be home in Colorado for Christmas. Should I try to go to the Islanders, the Montreal or the Nashville game? So you had to pick one between those three and that's the week before Christmas. We just went over this. Uh, that's the week leading up to Christmas. So it's, um, well, actually it would be the 17th is Nashville because the 23rd is in Nashville. So the 17th is Nashville home. Then the 19th is the rain, um, excuse me, the Islanders home. And then the 21st is uh, the Canadians at home. What would you suggest for that one? Nashville, thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the the go-to because it's the division game. Those are always, you know, fun. But you don't get to see like some of these East Coast teams every once in a while living. And Islanders are playing well. That's true. So that could be a good game. You know, even the Montreal, like I said, they're playing better. Um, That's an original six team. Those are always a big draw, too. So I guess the right answer is you can't really go wrong, dude. Yeah, get to cheer against Duchesne in Ball Arena would be fun for that Nashville game. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest like you get to see roman yossi once like yeah yeah you can see him um and jake also as a follow-up question says uh how do we like adam foot being on altitude i absolutely love him and i wish they make him like a full-time employee there and he's on every single day like it seems like um Riker is taking the the spot of, of peter ball I don't know if that's just for this season or if they readdress it during the off season. I think he's good in that role. I like him there, but who takes his spot? Because he was great in studio yeah. with Kyle Keefe and the guys that they're bringing in right now, it just seems like they're getting their footing. They don't really have that. Like what do they call it? They call it gravitas. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have that. Like the, the dynamic between those two um, was great. And it seems like they're trying to find that person that is the next Riker. Uh, 
foot is not that style of guy, but I, he's great. He's obviously knowledgeable. He's a fan favorite from avalanche standpoint. Um, and I think he's been the best one so far. I, I really wish they'd make him that guy if he wanted. I don't even know if he wants to do that role. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed Foot. Like uh, it's nice to see him back, and it's always great to see one of the former guys. But I mean, they need to pull JML out of the wine cave. I mean, that's the easy answer. That's the other, yeah. He's he's great. He's great. But it, I don't know. Like that's his shtick. I don't know. Like, yeah. Do you do you get rid of that? You have to get rid of that segment. You bring him in because he's there every once in a while at the arena. Um, but. You have to eliminate the wine cave if if you bring him in in studio full time. He would be great though. Yeah, you're right. He'd be great. Um, and finally, uh, it's just letters. I don't even know. This isn't even his his name. I don't know if it's short for Ryan. If it's Ryan, this is your question. As family men, how do you how do you guys manage to watch every game? I'm jealous. It's dedication, homie. <laughs> that's all i can really say you gotta find find the time if we didn't do this i would still watch a ton of avalanche games but there would be ones where i'm like can't watch it tonight uh you know but i have a, a great family and a great wife who understands like it's a passion of mine colorado avalanche hockey so uh she allows me to do this and it's i have no problem saying that so I, i'm lucky i can say that and I was watching Avalanche games before I was doing this. Um, I haven't missed one in like six years. Mm. It's It also helps that I'm in a time zone that allows it to be a little easier. I'm a single dad, so my kids are in bed by puck drop. So yeah, that that's helps. True. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, be, that, but I honestly, I would... I'm a huge Avalanche fan first and foremost, and like that's my life, and that's where the, that's what I'm dedicated to is I'd be watching it if there was a podcast or not. Yeah, my, my cat's going crazy over here. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear her, but she's she's like traversing. She's going. Go for it. Go, <laughs> go, she wants to go up to the high. She's taking the high ground right now. <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin. What is she? She's <laughs> jumping into my jerseys right now, dude. Like, I wish I could show you. She's she's like literally jumped into my closet of jerseys right now. And she is struggling to get down. And I'm just watching this happen. That's, That's Polly for you, everybody. Polly the cat. <laughs> um, all right, she's down. She's good. See, Man. That's dedication from all three. She, she took down like five jerseys because she literally just there's like did a free dive into my closet of jerseys. There she is. Now she, <laughs> she's great. I don't know what she's doing over there. This is fantastic. All right. Um, she's changed her fandom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the abs and the Sabres uh, tonight in Buffalo. Yeah. Tyson Jost. Get to see him again. Um, like I said in the, in uh, yesterday's episode, and we were saying it too, like you want this rebound type of game. You you have to get out of that mindset of what happened in Winnipeg. Buffalo is a good team to do that against. They are an exciting team, but they are still learning how to win. Technically, they got off to a pretty good start to the season, but uh, recently it's been it's been tough going for them. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had an eight game losing streak. Uh, follow that up with two wins and then have lost the last two in a row. And they're playing tonight, or as we're recording this, I should say, I think against 
the Red Wings. <clears throat> so they'll be doing a back-to-back, which obviously yeah. favors um, – where are they right now? Oh, they just won. It just it just went final. So they just won in a shootout. Uh five to four over the, the Detroit Red Wings. So they'll be coming off a win, uh, but they will be playing a back to back. Uh, but a team that's struggling, mm-hmm. but they, they are exciting. They can score, but they give up a lot of uh goals. But they have some players on this team that th- this is if you're a Buffalo fan, you have to be liking what's going on in Buffalo because they have some. How, how when the Avalanche were in that semi rebuild, and you had those like core players, Buffalo has them. Yeah. So you got to be careful because they can come at they can come at you and 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 really look like they're oh my, these guys are ten year vets, but then they'll do some things where you're like, yeah, no, they're still rookies. <laughs> they got a lot to learn. You have Tage Thompson coming in, and he's one point behind Miko right now. Like. If he's he wasn't worth, in Buffalo, he would be all over every NHL uh, poster. He's incredible. He's worth every every dollar that that contract that he just signed. Yeah. So you have that, but you also have Craig Anderson between the pipes. So you don't have to face Hellebuck. If you could just get through Skinner, Jost. I mean, he he scored a goal the other day. Um, so it can happen. Um. And Tage Thompson, if you can manage this team, you're not facing a Hellebuck-type goalie. You can get goals in there. If you're going to produce 40 shots like you did against Winnipeg, something is bound to go in past Craig Anderson. Let's not let's not be foolish well, here. It's going to happen. Let me see who was in goal for them. Uh, he was. Anderson was in goal for uh, the game that they're sending against the Red Wings. They don't so have a lot of you don't have a lot of swap out options. This they don't have a stable to play with in Buffalo. No, um, and you know the other two guys. Uh, maybe I don't know if Uka Pekalukinen, who's only played a couple games, yeah. and Eric Comrie, who's who's maybe their backup. He's more he's played he's played more games than Craig Anderson, but Anderson was coming off an injury, I believe, to start the season. So I I I, I believe he was, and not you know. 100% up to date on what's going on with the Sabres, but um, you're probably, you know, you're not going to get Anderson back to back, especially if it was a shootout. So you're going to get their backup goalie. All the more reason to, to, you know, get what just happened in Winnipeg out of the system. Have a good game against these guys. They're coming up. Everything is lining up for you to, for this to be a, a slam dunk win going away. Not yeah. this two to one, three to two, struggling. They have to pull the goalie, and it's interesting for the last minute and a half. That even as this decimated team as as the Avalanche are, you should still be taking it to Buffalo. I say that knowing full well that they lost to uh, the Vancouver Canucks not that long yeah. ago, but Vancouver's starting to play a little bit better. Um, it, it's just. You don't. You didn't feel good leaving Winnipeg, but you really should feel good heading into Buffalo. And you have you're going to be facing Skinner, Tuck, and Thompson. You get through that, your opportunities are there. This should be a a good game for the Avalanche. And if not, get ready to start pressing the panic button because you have Boston <laughs> coming up. Like it's, oh, okay, it's going for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you. This is where you need to fine-tune, make adjustments for the Boston game. Don't look ahead. Fix what's broken from Winnipeg 
and get back to avalanche hockey moving forward. Yeah. Um, there's two guys that I kind of just want to see that I don't get to watch a lot of. Um, one is Owen Power, obviously. Yeah. Number one overall pick. You just want to see how he's doing. He's doing pretty well from what I understand. Um, and the other guy is, is the one that I was really wanting the Avalanche to draft a couple years ago, and that's J.J. Paterka. Oh, yeah. um, and he's playing fantastic. Um, what's he got? Let me see. Uh, in, in just 22 games, he got four goals, seven assists, 11 points. But, you know, he might be like, well, that's not Tage Thompson. Well, no, like he's still coming into his own. That guy is an exciting player. And I was really hoping uh, the Avalanche were going to grab him. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was there for the taking at the draft and they and they passed on him. I, I believe. I don't think this – yeah, because I think the Sabres took him kind of like at the beginning of the second round. So the Avs could have had him. They didn't. They went defense that year. Um and it's yeah. I'm not saying they're regretting it, but uh, I thought he was an exciting player, and and I was hoping that that was the guy. You always have one guy that you want your team to draft. For me, it was JJ Paterka. So uh, I'm kind of interested to to watch them. I don't want them to do well, at least no. not in this game. <laughs> Please don't do well. And no, I hope this is a Yorgiev game again. I I think he needs to put him of, back out there. Yeah, put him back out there. Put himself back together. Um, and Buffalo's a good team for uh, goals for. Uh, they are mm. fifth in the league when it comes to goals for. So, yeah. like, they could score goals. So, you if you can get out there and stand that team up and you score, outscore this team, that's yeah. going to be all right. That's well, just like you got to do the little things again, which you did not do in Winnipeg. So, they just had a game against uh, the Lightning. I, I was watching this game, and this is what I'm talking about with Buffalo. Like, they have to learn how to win. Yeah. And by that, like, they were up by two goals with like four and a half minutes left against uh, the lightning. And I'm not saying they shut the door. It's the Tampa Bay lightning. You know what they've done. Like they're, they're not going to take the foot off the gas, but they blew it. Yep. They lost it. And, and that's the, that, you know, that's the growing pains of a team that's going through what Buffalo is going through. You're going to have those games. So um, don't let them learn, you know, learn how to win properly against you. Keep exactly. them, keep them losing for now because it benefits you, obviously. But uh, that's what Buffalo is going through, and that's just how it's going to be for them for this year. Especially because you have to play them again in about a week or two. Yeah, yeah, so true. So, all right, uh, we will be back tomorrow to discuss how all of it goes down in Buffalo. Uh, so until then, we appreciate you making this your first listen of the day said it's always appreciated and uh, we'll be back tomorrow for mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris Baselli. this is the locked on avalanche podcast enjoy the game we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go